Hello and welcome to Judgment Day, the film podcast that pits the films you're passionate about against Terminator 2. I'm your host, Michael Carroll. Uh, we have a funny little relic for you this evening. I have uh, an old episode from my archives, one of the first episodes I recorded, um, back all the way back in February 2020. I went to my friend's house and recorded this. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I think the results speak for themselves. I um, really like to talk over my guests, especially when they are making interesting points. Um, So without further ado, uh, uh, I hope you enjoy it. And we're rolling. Hi, welcome to Judgment Day. Uh, My guest today is Travis Tips. Uh, Hi, Travis. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. Very happy to be here. Um, do you want to introduce yourself at all? Uh, you have a prestigious television career? Yes, I have. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> prestigious reality career. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a cinematographer, and um, I brag most about having worked on Deadly Sketch. I did that for four years out on the boats, and then uh, for the last five years, I've been doing a show called Barnwood Builders. It's a... Uh, show documenting six uh, Appalachian guys who take down and restore log cabin homes from the 19th century, 18th and 19th century. And what, uh, what's that on? It's on, on, it's aired on Discovery, but it primarily airs on DIY. <laughs> DIY, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really fun show. It's, uh, it's had a really like, good life for it. Uh, yeah, ten, 10 seasons, yeah. Uh, over 100 episodes. We're, we're really proud of it. Hey, so our topic today, we're going to talk about um, the career of James Cameron. Um, so this is going to tie very uh, directly, of course, into Terminator 2. Um, we've been friends for going on 20 fucking years now. Um, I know that you, you're a big Cameron head. Yeah, I'm a geek. <laughs> when did you start watching James Cameron movies? Oh, you said Cameron. Oh, yeah, I am a camera geek. I yeah. I thought you said camera, but yeah. yeah. Well, you are also geek a too. camera geek. Um, yeah. Both both are true. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching Terminator, the original 1984 Terminator, um, on on VHS in like probably. I was born in '82. I probably watched in like '85, '86. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very early memories of of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and like. You know, quoting "I'll be back" when mm-hmm. I was like way too young. I, I, you know, we were just up in Alaska where when I was around eighty-six, because um, I was also born in eighty-two. Uh, I was looking at my old houses and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where my friends John and Jason lived." And I remember going across the street to their house one time, and their dad had like the last twenty minutes of Aliens on like and i like hadn't even you know i had no context for anything there's just a little girl stuck in a sludge thing and like a motherly figure with like a flamethrower and grenade (laughs) launcher is like trying to help her in this like you know huge set and then it's just like this gigantic yeah other maternal figure with like teeth on her uh tongue trying to stop her Uh, that's that that summarizes everything i love about james cameron right there (laughs) Um, and then, uh, well, we'll get into Terminator 2, because I think that was, like, 
I mean, that was really when I understood Cameron uh, uh, as like uh, someone unto, you know, a force unto himself. But um, uh, we'll, th th we're going to look at uh, two films of his right now uh, on top of uh, Terminator 2. And they actually kind of like kind of fit into, they're the films he made before and after Terminator 2, which was The Abyss and uh, True Lies. Um, he's done much bigger and much smaller films. What, what year was The Abyss made? 89. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? So he does um, So he does Piranha 2, which neither of us have seen. He does Terminator. What? Uh, Piranha 2? Yeah. Like old Piranha. Like, yeah, like 80, like early uh, 80s, he does the Piranha 2. Oh, was he, that Corman? Was that his Corman yeah, I think connection? Yeah, I think it was a Corman thing, yeah. It's a sequel to a Joe Dante film. I worked Never on a seen. Corman movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, see, you should put that I, in the intro. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I forgot uh, <laughs> who you are. What yeah, you're doing. <laughs> I forgot everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my, my three degrees of separation. Oh, yeah? Uh, to James Cameron because I, I talked to Corman on the phone once mm -hmm. and I tried to negotiate a better rate how did that go? not very well <laughs> I mean he, he is like I asked for something more and he said no and I was like well great I'm really looking forward to working with you yeah, yeah. the rumors are true he lives up <laughs> the legend lives up <laughs> and that was the only interaction I ever had with him so so he does so Cameron does uh, this this low budget film then he does another low budget film Terminator then he does um, uh, Aliens, which is his first like blockbuster, The Abyss, Terminator Two, True Lies, uh, and then a little movie called Titanic, uh, a little movie called Avatar, and you know that's one of the things I think is when I think about him that's so weird and interesting is that like he is a director who I think has like when you think of like an auteur like he is someone who like there's definitely james cameron movies and they're definitely james cameron like but they're only like what did i say like seven films eight films yeah he definitely you know what i like about james cameron is that all of, of all of his projects are like really well thought out mm -hmm. and um very you know every detail is excruciated over and so by the time the audience is seeing it it just makes sense. Like the world that whatever the characters are in just totally makes sense. It totally exists. All the rules make sense. Every and yeah. and then there's still a really riveting story within that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kind of like creates like very. Yeah, he's very good at creating like uh, like background like characters who feel as lived in as the world. And you know, there's a lot of filmmakers who like tend to veer towards one more than the other but i think he actually like kind of like is like no they're both important they're both like you can't do one without the other so so in that regard i'm not yeah. surprised that he's only done that many movies yeah yeah exactly well that ain't just makes so much money <laughs> like he's out there living life like yeah <laughs> diving deeper than anyone ever has before spending his money on whatever the fuck he wants yeah i'm sure he's he's probably gone to space right he he's probably like uh goes into the yeah the, the but space is is so yeah, so, so old <laughs> he wants to go underwater and all right so let's 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 inner space let's dive into the abyss uh <laughs> my now that's not the joke i was saying the, the joke i was saving was that the abyss for the longest time i saw this i saw the abyss for this podcast uh, about a week and a half ago i had never seen it before for years i'd been staring into the abyss 
It didn't land. <laughs> it didn't land. I was staring into the and, abyss, and, his, and, and the his, abyss was staring back. Is and this show is the product of that? Uh, no, no. The, I, I, I've been I've been wanting to see the abyss. But oh, just kept putting ah. it off. Yeah, it was it was a long walk to get there, and I'm sorry. Um, uh, did Did you grow up with the abyss? I didn't grow up with it. I saw it. Um, I guess in my twenty early twenties or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's neat. I don't yeah. think it's his best movie by any stretch of the imagination. So definitely not as good as Terminator Two Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was a great example of a really interesting story uh, uh, and taking advantages of the technologies at the time to create a character and a per- or a personification of a character yeah. uh, with the, the computer technology that was available at the time without getting too hokey or anything i mean yeah. it, it definitely on the bleeding edge but well let's back up just a second for people who don't know so so oh, the okay. abyss was like uh 89 ed harris film um and uh mary elizabeth master antonio who was made marion in kevin costner's uh robin hood and she was scarface's little sister really interesting actress who um kind of a lot of you kind of feel like there was like you always feel like there's some film that she didn't some big career that she just never opportunity that she just never got which uh, or she got sick of the business or she got sick of the business or something but um uh and they are uh working in a deep sea oil well and uh the, i w- my note when i was watching this was that the first 20 minutes of this were are like the most james cameron 20 minutes of any movie ever because it's like a submarine underwater and then some like flashing supernatural thing comes out and causes a the submarine to crash and then uh the like marines show up and they're just like um uh we're taking over the your ship or it's kind of like aliens meets avatar meets titanic uh (laughs) meets with terminator shit with the just like this thing just like popping up out of nowhere is there ai on that (sighs) Is there uh, any AI characters? I can't, I can't remember. No, I no, there's also no Bill Paxton. That's the other thing that, uh, like, that's the no. other like staple that I'm just. Maybe like, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's kind of so so then. Um, these under these under these oil rig uh, underwater oil rig operators, whatever they are, like they are they're drilling for oil underwater and um, rough, roughnecks. These roughnecks, yeah, these. Guys. The the team from Armageddon uh-huh. is like um, trying to help these uh, Marines recover this uh, nuclear sub, and um, while they're kind of like going through the, the the wreckage of the of the submarine, they um, some people see these like bright lights and. Um, it, whatever that's Cla- classic '90s X Files. Yeah, but also like like the, the germ was it was like very close encounters. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it is that weird? Like, yeah, no, it is that weird? Like, uh, what if aliens are just like a beam of light that, like, you know? Anyway, um, and then uh, then there's a there's like a, a disaster film in the middle, right? Where like um, the rig like from the top kind of collapses in and then it's it really is like um, a, a pressure cooker mm-hmm. uh both literally and figuratively and um the marines uh 
played by Michael Bean, another Cameron staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, is... Uh, That's uh, John Connor's John, father, John, Reese. Yeah. Reese, yeah. Reese something. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Uh, <laughs> maybe we are the people who should be... We're dealing this. We'll fast forward. So, so no, no, no. So, no, so like, what I'm saying, there, there are three films. There's, like, this weird, like, disaster film where these guys are trying to get out of this, like, um, space that's, like, about to, the pressure is about to kill them all. And then there's, like, this, um, the, this these aliens that, uh, spoiler warning, end up being, like, Atlanteans or something. Like, creatures, like... Benevolent. Creatures that live under the water, Yeah. Like, kind of like personalities of like dolphins, like, oh, poor human in distress, yeah, I'll help exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then like, uh, and he does a good job of like kind of using it sparingly. But then there's also this like weird anti war or anti military, anti militarism, like, uh, vibe of just like, not even anti, but. Like, that, that's, that, well, that's always been Cameron's kind of uh, uh, contradiction is that. Yeah. He's the running theme in so many of the things is like the corporate businesses are going to take over and they're going to be (laughs) malevolent and 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 fuck everything up. Just let artists be artists. And then we're going to come in with badass weaponry and we're going to take care of those corporate business guys and restore order to the. Yeah. Well, once we get to True Lies, we'll hit the gas on that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so then, uh, um, yeah, so so. They don't seem to always, it doesn't mesh. And that's kind of one of the things that when I think of like um, a lot of like the really great Cameron movies, like um, like by the time it gets to the end crisis, like everyone's just kind of on the same page and every, you know, it all seems to like kind of like go in one direction. And this one it, just kind of ping pongs a lot. His scripts are very like tradition, like they're like perfectly traditional. Like. Yeah. Three act structure like hits all the points and all yeah. the right places. Like he's he's not very Tension daring. Yeah. yeah, he's not very daring in like writing a screenplay that isn't just like how it's spelled out in like yeah. the book story or whatever. Like yeah, but then yeah, and then one one other thing is that uh, Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, I think I keep mauling her name. Uh, they're uh, divorced and. Um, and that's another thing that's kind of interesting um, because I think Cameron does an interesting thing where he tends to center women. Uh, mm-hmm. um, that sounds way more woke than sometimes it plays out. Again, we'll get no, more no, to no, that no, no, in no, True no. Lies. But the, well, let's, let's, let's I think it all boils down here. to that he's really uh, attracted to strong women. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a very like male gaze of a strong woman yeah but but he's also helped create some of the most compelling iconic and iconic uh female characters in in mainstream movies in the 80s and 90s Mm um and then yeah so that's the abyss the stuff that i think is the most interesting like i said is is like the disaster film part of it um what what what's hold what stands out about the abyss to you? I mean, I don't think the special. I, just, I was surprised how much how underwhelmed I was by the special effects. Not even underwhelmed, but how underused they were. Oh, but that's what makes it good. Yeah. he's always restrained when it comes to that stuff, and I think he only uses it 
he, I think he limits himself, and I think the technology at the time also very, was very limiting. Mm. So he kept it to very much what was doable, but but because it was so hard then. I mean, in '89, the, the graphics really are like cutting edge. Yeah. I mean, even in terms of application, like you couldn't do a much better job than he did in applying what was available at the time now yeah. as then. Um, so I think that's something that he's always been really good at is just really tastefully using uh, special effects and visual effects to heighten a story and not make it uh, just spectacle. Right, and then the other part of the spectacle is that like they they got like these humongous tanks of water to shoot some of the, a lot of this underwater stuff in and there is a lot of it um and you know they like redesigned like a lot of like un- scuba diving equipment and stuff like that so that you could get like a actual audio from the actors um uh b i was wondering i mean not really being like a scuba diving expert or anything like how much those those masks were designed so that you could get like like it's funny because they're like there's a pretty good range of like when you can actually see their faces. You know, what I'm talking is, about? is it those clear masks where they're yeah. like they they don't have the scuba deal There's in their like mouth. Three panels, they're like one on each side, and then those those are what are called rebreathers. Mm-hmm. And I and working on Deadliest Catch, I worked with this guy David Reichert who um, did a bunch of the diving stuff for like all the BBC like Planet Earth things. Mm-hmm really badass dude yeah but and so he used a, a rebreather to shoot because you need to be in contact and the only way you can be in contact is if you have these rebreathers so that you don't have a you know a mouth guard in your mouth mm-hmm. so you can talk and but the thing about the rebreathers is they're super dangerous because it's recycling your what you're breathing out and mm-hmm. and it's, so it's really easy to get into situations that are dangerous i imagine the actors were probably in a pool under you know less than 10 or 15 feet of water. No, I think so. Well, some of them, sometimes. I mean, like, I I was looking at the, like, production of this, and it was brutal, and everyone was mad at Cameron the whole time, and and they, like, like, uh, I think, like, they were, like, uh, Ed Harris's line is, like, um, uh, I'm never going to talk about that film ever again. (laughs) Yeah. Production's hard. (laughs) Production's hard, and doing cool stuff is hard, and, and sometimes, and very rarely... Can you keep a, an entire crew of people doing something difficult, morale up, and able to achieve something like that? It's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And it takes a lot of money and yeah. a lot of ego and a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff that happens. A lot of yeah. But I mean, having having done Deadliest Catch and just worked with the fishermen and like mm-hmm. seen how hard they work and like it puts things in perspective. Just to like. Sometimes works really hard and it really fucking sucks. Yeah. And you have to decide sometimes whether you want to do it or not. Do <laughs> um, you have any other thoughts on, on Abyss? Do you want to move over to True Lies? Uh, I just really like the comping of like the, the characters in the submarines floating down and then the submarines getting crushed. Like, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, True Lies. Uh, did you grow up with True Lies? You did grow up with True yeah, Lies. Yeah, I saw that in theater. The, this, the, this was the second time I saw True Lies. The first time I saw True Lies was at your parents' house in like summer oh, 2004. Wow. I, think, wow. I think you had like, re- I told you I had never seen it. And you're like, let's watch it right now. And I was like, yeah, sure, cool. 
and I was underwhelmed then. And uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about it now. I there's so much that I like about it. With it, it, literally the same time, I'm like, there's no problem. Like, it, it's a repulsive movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also, I mean, like it it checks all my 13 year old boy boxes of like action suspense, like all the things we were talking about. Yeah. Just, just his ability to do stunts and it special effects. It was fun effects. to watch it with you. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it's, it's weird. Cause I feel like the abyss is like the proto, like the seed for like every James Cameron film, except for true lies that, and that, that it really is the outlier in a lot of ways. So, so the, th- the the plot of of True Lies is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in a in a failing marriage. Yeah, and he's a James Bond type secret American, agent. But American, yeah, American. American out. Yeah, and uh, you know he just doesn't have time for his wife because he's saving the world. Yeah, which from Tia Carrera, she would never understand. Yeah, um, and and ambiguous Arabs. Yes. Uh, the what, the the scarlet jihad yeah, or the red jihad. Yeah, like I don't that. recall there being any identity to in, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just that they're Arabs and yeah. No. Uh, so so yeah. Save the world from the Arabs and save his marriage in the process. Mm-hmm. Like that's the plot. Well, no. So so he's living this double life. They. Uh, He's in the middle of this big mission um, with his sidekick, Tom Arnold. And then um, he, in the middle of it... Tom Arnold's comeback role. Tom Arnold's big comeback role. He discovers that uh, his wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, is having an affair with um, this buffoon played by... Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Not an affair, but she's like kind of caught up in this um, game that... She's humoring an affair. Yeah, she's hum- Yeah, very well put. She's humoring an affair with Bill Paxton, who's, uh, who's kind of comically like making her think that he's like the secret agent when actually he's like this dopey used car salesman and maybe his best role bill paxton's yeah oh well maybe maybe that's tall but no 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 no. he's so good in that he he is very good in it hold on uh and then um and then i don't know and then everything fucking kind of proceeds how you would think he like um he kind of has like um, like angry uh, uh, husband um, vibes, but are it's kind of like not really shown very like you know, it's played out for comic relief, uh, and then um, he well comically it's, it, 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 it's his wife. because it's because he oh god uh, it's because uh, he's been cheating on her with his job with his job yeah exactly so There's a lot it, of so of course stress. it's comic relief because. It's hip. It's hypocrite. You know, he's being a hypocrite. Yeah. You know? right. So um, they. Uh, so he kind of he kidnaps his wife again. Kind of not played for the darker tones of it. Um, he makes her think that she's in that the like plot um, of her being a secret agent has like like escalated. But then at the same time it does escalate because then his um, mission kind of intercedes with that. Get into some fantasy role-playing shit. Yeah, fantasy role-playing shit. And then like um, a bunch of things blow up. He saves his daughter in a really great um, jet fighter scene at the end. That was like the part where I was like, oh, this is really good camera intention. Oh. And, uh, then, and, then, like, uh, and then it ends and everyone's happy. The family is reunited. I have to say Jamie Lee Curtis did one of the most badass stunts in... 
cinema history mm-hmm. where she's in the limousine and it's it's about to fly off the bridge, you know, out in the yeah, keys. In the Florida keys, And yeah. plunge into the the Caribbean and uh, where's that the Gulf of Mexico? It's probably into the water. Yeah. And um, anyways, and, and Arnold comes down in the helicopter and grabs her hand and pulls her out right and the shots over Arnold's shoulder. The, yeah. the, it's actually a stuntman, but like down to Jamie Lynn Curtis wearing it, not much. Yeah. And she gets lifted out of this limousine and it's, and it was all real. Yeah. It was 100% real. And it's one of the most incredible stunts that I I can remember. Yeah. No, there's, Jamie Lee Curtis did this shit. It's, it's, it's a spectacle. Um, uh, okay, where do we start with, with this one? Just processing-wise. Yeah. Um, it's a weird view of, like, it's definitely a pre-9-11 view right. of, of, like, Arab people. Of uh, Middle Eastern people, like, well, I would I would almost say it's just the same view. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's different because now, because I think post nine eleven, I think there's like, there's like, they're like dark and torture or something. And in this movie, they're just it's Keystone cops, but they're just like terrorists. It's Keystone terrorists. They're like sure. It's it's I was there's saying... a lighter mood to it, but, but then like also like once the war on terror really started, there was like. There was this feeling that you have to give these guys some sort of. It did seem like they were more of a fringe group of just idiots. Yeah, exactly. As like, opposed to organized nations. Yeah, um, like super, like really cackling super villain, you know, um, who yeah are really good at whatever it is that they're doing. Um, there's, um, I mean, there's also the. I was watching this and I was thinking, oh my god. Edward Snowden was right about everything. Like, <laughs> there's like this rogue government organization that's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, like I will just literally like use all these helicopters and like Marines or whatever to like teach my wife a lesson. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, and then fantasy role play. And then and then and then there's the fantasy. Then there's like the weird fantasy stuff, which. You know, I, a friend of mine was talking on, on one of her shows not long ago about, like, she was, I, I do like the idea of using film as a space to, like, explore, like, a fantasy life and a fantasy world to a degree. And I don't necessarily think that just because someone puts in something that, like, is, like, uh, it should be explored and not immediately, like, shut down because it's not, like... We're talking about true lies, Mike. I know we're talking about true lies. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like, like we're not act like no one actually kidnapped anyone's wife or anything like that. But like, let's actually like think about this and what it was like. Um, I don't know. It's it's yeah. It 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 kind of rides on the tails of like all the movies, like the Reagan era movies, like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, and all these movies that like the plots were just totally ridiculous but they're but they existed to tell this very human story there's all these you know put people in these extraordinary circumstances just to kind of show their common humanity Mm -hmm. kind of situations it's that yeah that's what they're going for that's what it's going for and i mean as i remember when i was a kid in the theater i mean it achieved that like i was super entertained Mm -hmm. and you know, it was the 90s, and I was, like, what, like, 11 or 12 when this came out, so yeah. it was, like, checked all the boxes for me. <laughs> well, here's what was here's what was funny, was, um, 
I recently saw for like, for the first time Jingle All the Way. Um, oh, I wanted I wanted to see that kind like of ever. No, I no, I never wanted to see it at the time, but yeah. it looks like it'd be. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's greatness really seems to get better over time. Sure, yeah, you you see that yeah, he's doing stuff that he like, yeah. He was ridiculous at the time. You're like, but then. The more distance I get from it, the more I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, no, I mean, that, Jingle All the Way definitely feels like a movie where they could have, like, it could have just been Tim Allen, or it could have been, you know, Tom. There could have been anyone else who was like, oh, a big yeah. star in 1996. Didn't have to be Schwarzenegger. It's, it's where the chips fell. For yeah, but, but, like, that it was Schwarzenegger, like, like was kind of played for laughs, um, because it's always going to be absurd whenever he's just like, I'm just a regular guy, you know, like, I can't even do it, but, like, yeah, you know, the like kindergarten just, cop, twins. Yeah, well, yeah, he's exactly. really great at comedy. Yeah, I, I don't think, again, I, I didn't have the like, um, I didn't see it till late in life. I, True Lies to me just still hasn't like. It it's not. It, no, it, no, it's it's not a good movie. But it, also for like a Cameron film, um, I, I it just it sticks out as like something where it almost feels like. He's trying to make a broad, like uh, commentary. Co- no, uh, like uh, like something for a broad audience. Oh yeah. He's not like making something for himself first. I didn't really. This is this is the movie he did after Terminator Two. Yeah, this was his. Yeah, he, he's, he just he's, like one off. Like, well, that's that's I'm another thing sure. about Cameron is you know, there's a reason he gets given the most amount of money that's ever been given <laughs> is because he's very kind to investors. Yeah, sure. You know, he he wants his movies to su- succeed financially, mm-hmm. and and he's typically accomplishes that. But he's probably made more money than any filmmaker ever. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. Um, there was a shootout in a bathroom in, in True Lies. Yeah. With, uh, like, was it like a pack of cigarettes used as a camera? Um, yeah, and, something and, like, like that. He's, he's like, so I'm watching this movie, and and like they're kind of like. There's all this emphasis on the spy technology, mm. um, kind of like down into like this deep minutia. And then he has this, and then Schwarzenegger has this fight with um, these guys where they're like blasting um, guns right next to each other's faces and everything. And it's like real like classic action movie stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, I know James Cameron knows that like someone would go deaf if like a gun went off by their ears yeah. like like he's playing like he's trying to like play to like um you know people who just don't think about like the like real little details or something like that and he's like thinking it's funny and i think there's a degree to which it is funny but i just expect more from him oh that i think true lies I think is yeah. his most like tongue in cheek movie. Tongue in cheek, yeah, that's that's the. That's yeah, the, he he allowed himself to just be a popcorn movie and yeah. like. Did you know it was a it was a remake of a French film, a French farce. I I this morning. No, I, found I didn't that know out. that. Doesn't that blow your fucking mind? Well, not really, since he doesn't really have that many original stories. <laughs> He just retells other people's stories. He's he's really good at like taking a story and changing it enough yeah. that it's like, oh, this is totally fresh. Yeah, yeah. Well, going back to the abyss for a second, I think that's one of the things that's interesting about that because I think he really was like, well, I'm going to really tell something right now that's really like from my heart and is interesting. And you know, well, he's a geek. He's a sci-fi geek. Yeah. He's like a scuba geek. 
All right, let's jump into T2. Um, first R-rated film I ever saw, except for, I guess now that I'm mentioning it, Alien, Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, Terminator was probably one of mine. Yeah. The original. Um, and I, uh, I don't know, do you have any hot takes on Terminator 2? Like, what, what can, what, what yeah, could I be said about also that? also saw that in the theater. I, I actually remember, like, going to the theater. Like, mm-hmm. it's like one of the only, I have, like, general ideas memories of going to the theater when I was a kid but Terminator 2 I think I was like 12 years old 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and I remember driving to the theater and like pulling up and I was so pumped mm-hmm. and we ran into one of my au pair's friends as he was coming out mm-hmm. and he had just seen Terminator 2 and he was so pumped so yeah. I was extra pumped because I knew it was going to be good yeah and I saw it and it was it was amazing and terrifying and, yeah and the 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 story was great, and the the graphics were great. I mean, really, kind of, you know, this is nineteen ninety one. It came out, so mm-hmm. fuck, I was nine years old. Nine, yeah. Um, and uh, it was mind blowing. It was so good, and the story's so good. Yeah. Um, Again, one of those just r- ridiculous situations where you, you know, here here robot assass- assassins are sent back into the the past or into the present to. Save the future. Actually, the future because it's 1991, but it's 1998. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but that's just the background. That's just mm-hmm. the bread and the peanut butter and jelly of the story. Is this story about a kid who doesn't have a dad and finds a dad in this robot assassin from the future? I, I like to think of uh, well, I had a like high school like kind of pet take on. Terminator 2, which was that it was like a um, story about a guy who's realizing why his mom's crazy. Uh-huh. Like, like, like kind of like understanding, coming to terms right. with Right. Like, oh, that, that is the other half, that's the other side of the coin of, of that yeah. story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because there really are three protagonists. One of them is a toaster. You know, one of them is just like an analog, you know, like... Uh, he is kind of a protagonist, isn't he? He is. He, he the, changes. The, especially, yeah, the, we're talking the, about John Connor now, right? No. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, John yeah. Connor of the Future does kind of seem like a toaster. Um, <laughs> but the T-800, he has a plot, he has a story, but it's, it's, it's weird. He it's changes. Like, yeah, he, he, he understands why you cry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how to give sweet thumbs up. Yeah. Well, being... So, look, let's talk about texture, because I think this is something that's interesting. Um, uh, you know... Last time I watched Terminator 2, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, like um, moonlight on steel kind of, like, a look to, like, a lot oh, of Oh, that's stuff. kind of his Cameron's look, though. Like, unless it's, unless it's something fluid, which this movie also, I guess, has, you know. Uh, right. Um, and another thing that I think, like, I don't think I see that in, in True Lies, which is one of the, another one of the things where I'm just, there's nothing, like, uh, ethereal, is that the word I'm looking for? There's nothing, like, elemental in true lies and and everything else he's done, I would I would, would say there's something elemental that you know I can I can point to in it. Sure. Um, not to keep ragging on true lies. <laughs> oh, I mean, it deserves it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, which is is any? Did he ever make a film better than Terminator Two? Probably not. I mean. I, 
I mean, you could ask that of any film. Is it, is this film better than Terminator 2? Which yeah, I believe... That's, that's, that's the whole premise of this show, yes. Um, and, you know, if you're talking to us, you know, yeah. it's it's, a, it's an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think I think Terminator 2 is the, the best film. I think the, the, the... The best Cameron film? Or is it is it your favorite film? No, it's not my favorite okay. film of all time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I lump it into the top five, but the top five is probably like 50-something different movies mm-hmm. that, that I just interchange. Yeah, sure. To, to, Depending for on how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like Bill and Ted is... that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure may be top two. Really? Yeah, it's so good. It, it's, it's, a, it's a very good film. Uh, but again, there's a lot of movies that fit mm-hmm. in that. Um. Yeah, uh, can't think of anything else that we have. Oh, uh, we I wanted. Uh, I think the the part. What, what in, are we not talking about here? We're not talking about uh, Sarah Connor. There's two. Well, we're okay. not talking about the. Yeah. There's two different Terminator Two Judgment Days. Okay. There's the theatrical release, and then there's the director's cut. Uh-huh. And then and, there's the ride. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I haven't. Yeah. I haven't done. I've played the arcade game. Yeah. Okay. Which is nothing like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The director's cut. Um, so the difference, essentially the difference between the director's cut and the theatrical cut is, I think it's about seven or nine minutes difference, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, uh, narratively the difference is, is the theatrical cut, Sarah Connor is ambiguously crazy. Like she's implicitly crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's not ambiguous. Um, and so... As an audience, you kind of just like, oh, she's. It's kind of like what you're talking about, like the, you know, this boy coming to terms with the, why her, his mom's crazy. And it's not that she's crazy; it's just that she's in a crazy situation. She's in a crazy situation. The, the has... <laughs> yes. Whereas the director's cut, mm-hmm. it she is objectively crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, but like, well, I think it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. Because she has hallucinations. Yeah, because the world that she lives in really put her into a situation she was not prepared for, nor would anybody reasonably. No, yeah, of course, yeah. She, uh, no, but she has hallucinations, and, and so, uh, yeah, I... It's funny how one how seven minutes of film well no this is great this that. is this is good so how often do you watch director's cut versus how often do you watch like regular oh movie? it really depends on the movie sure no 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 for Terminator two oh well now I just watch the director's cut okay there is um there's some stuff that I really like that is like uh, the T one thousand like when he like recombines at the end and like his like ability to like shape shift is like malfunctioning and that's cut which i think no reason to cut that that was great um but then there's also that was that was only in the director's cut that's only in the director's so cut. i think the reason that it's only in the director's cut is because they couldn't get the effects done on time for oh, the theatrical release. that's interesting i didn't realize that yeah that, um, that's my guess then there's um there's this scene that just like halts the film um which is when it introduces dyson uh-huh. And and it's just like his wife comes in. It's like, why are you always working on this computer? And he's like, look at this. I'm creating this Skynet. Isn't this neat? And she's like, yeah, but why don't you make more time for your family? And, it, you know, like, uh, 
really unnecessary. Well, it, it is unnecessary, except except it that it really it, it was clunkily done. It, it it was a little clunkily done, yeah. and and it. I wouldn't be surprised if James Cameron put that in there just to cut it out, just because you know the executives are are always going to want to cut stuff Where, out. Yeah, so yeah, I like that. But I think you know while it was a little clunky, it it allows you to connect with. I mean, Dyson as this regular guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, but I, again, I the the film like uh, maybe I'm just saying this because it's on my mind, but like the film like really like cuts through you like a knife, and then that scene shows up and it's just bl- a blunt object. Yeah, I I, I but, hear you. And, and maybe there's but I, but I think oh, I think good. that it makes when when they when Sarah Connor shows up to yeah. shoot him. This is the also the difference in. In the uh, the director's cut, mm. by having that scene of Dyson, because in the in the theatrical cut, Dyson kind of seems like he you know he's on the he's taking the dark path right from, because, from the no, get go because, because they the do introduce go. him no they introduce him before I forget I, they, they they where like it's some some intern's like hey what's with that crazy hand that uh, we get all this tech from and yeah like, they and, told me not to ask yeah and so. By having that scene, you really it really allows you to connect that this is just a guy a who's, person, who's yeah. really pumped on what he's working on and like mm-hmm. he's got a family, he loves them, but like this technology is just so impressive and yeah. like you see him torn between family and his passion, and then Sarah Connor shows up and this is what I was saying about the, the implicit versus the explicit uh, nature of her mental state. Mm-hmm. You when when she shows up, when you know that backstory, you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna kill this family!" Yeah. Like just trying to make it in the world. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And know. so you're like, "Yeah, Sarah Connor's fucking crazy." Whereas yeah. in the theatrical cut, you're, cut, you're like, "She's just doing what's right because this guy's gone down a bad path." This is interesting. I have to process this. All right. Well, um, thanks so much. For coming on any other thoughts any other did takes? we did we conclude anything um no uh, yeah we concluded that um oh we are concluding I think, we're I concluding think we're this episode of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of we're, judgment day uh, well yeah and i have a sign up hold on i have a i have a thing here i'm I'll probably uh uh yeah uh sign off uh thank you uh hasta la vista you had to go through your phone for that <laughs> no i have a thing no shut up wait i would think let's see i have my script here um If it's taking that long, it should be a soundboard. Hey, Travis, thanks for being on. Hasta la vista.